0: I'm with Dr. Moose Herring, orthopedic sports medicine physician. I'm Dr. Rob Green, sports chiropractor. We are lifetime endurance athletes. We are a trier of most fads. We are a maker of many mistakes. We're husbands. We're fathers. We're sports med docs. We're athletes just trying to be the best of us. Welcome to Hub Life. All right, Moose. First podcast. We're going live, man. How are you? Fantastic. It's so exciting. Good. so, so exciting. Welcome to the first podcast. Um, I think, really, what's the most... Why are we doing this, man? Why, why are we doing a Hub podcast?
1: So I was thinking to myself the same thing. Why are two extremely time-starved guys trying to do a podcast? And my sense has been what makes Rob and I relevant is what we can share with you guys to hopefully keep you from some of the heartache we've experienced.
0: Yeah, we've, we, I've, I think we've done things, you know, we'll go back to maker of many mistakes. I think we've done things wrong enough times to maybe help everybody do some things right. I mean, that's not to say that we've, we've had a lot of success uh, and people see that. Um, what people don't understand, I think, is when they see all the success, they don't see all the things that it took to get there. So um, when we say we've made a lot of mistakes while we have, um, that's helped us sort of come to this. And, and the more we can share with everybody, I think um, – uh, I think the more fun it can be for all of us.
1: Exactly. And I think one of your most famous quotes is, we're trying to work ourselves out of a job. <laughs> we, um, I see endurance athletes with acute injuries, meaning they just happened. I, I see endurance athletes with chronic repetitive load injuries that are absolutely avoidable, maybe with a little smarter training, maybe a little change in lifestyle, maybe a little change in nutrition. But if we can help you guys avoid those mistakes, that would be a true benefit of
0: this podcast yeah you know and as you say it it's interesting as you say that what people don't realize is that it's not a huge change right so how many times you see somebody in clinic and they've been hurt what we see honestly as much as you kind of want to look at the extrinsic factors it's a lot of intrinsic things that we do to ourselves and and people think that yeah i have to refine and and sort of like redesign their whole training and reality is maybe just a couple of tweaks here and there it's not this whole like, remodeling of everything. It's not as far away as a lot of people think. Exactly. So, uh, man, we, we see and clear. Yeah, we're trying to work ourselves out of a job. There's job security for what we do. Um, I, I mean, I've been injured. You've been injured. We're not immune to it. We've done things wrong enough times um, that, yeah, man, you've got so much experience with, you know, not only moose is is an incredible surgeon who doesn't want to do surgery right but if you need it is the one you want to go to because it does it the best so you know you try to keep people you know healthy and and optimized right it's not this give and take where you train a ton and kind of take calculated risks as much as you you treat your body well and you you perform well so i think i think we can share a lot of that
1: and and i think that that answers the question when you look on your podcast how you get your podcast? what makes us relevant is we are treating endurance athletes every single day we are in that realm because we're trying to train ourselves every single day so i think that's what gives us relevance in the relevance in this field
0: yeah we've been doing it a long time man gosh remember when we first met uh gosh that was early 2000 and uh and we've done just some crazy and fun and cool things and so we've got a lot of race experience, a lot of training experience, a lot of, you know, the 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 sports science background that we have. You know, it's one thing to know it; it's another thing to experience it. And to, and to your point, you know, Dr. Harry Moose is is just going to be exceptional in sharing countless uh, experiences in in trying different things and and going in with a going in with a expectation, but some uncertainty, and then finding the things that worked well and the things that didn't. And and you've got so much first-hand knowledge um, to share with everybody about, you know, what's worked, what hasn't, why it didn't work, um, why it brought you to certain places, and, and I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I think some of
1: the most important things is to understand your body and, and and really stick to your goals. When I first met Rob, we met for lunch because we had to make, his wife and my brother-in-law had worked together, and I told him emphatically I do not do Ironmans. I do not race long. I'm a short course guy. And I'm 15 to 18 years later, 14 Ironmans deep, multiple stress fractures later, and, and, and here I am. So,
0: yeah, You know, I remember that a little bit differently. I remember you saying, I, I don't run marathons. Because uh, you told me that all, you had ridden the whole Blue Ridge Parkway in five days. So you're, you're a long course athlete. So when we mentioned Iron Man, you're like ah, I wouldn't do that. I was like, I know this guy. I think I bet you. I bet you I can talk him into it. And you did. Yeah. Over and over and over. yeah. And here we are. And here we are. And, and so we started Hub, and Hub stands for Heal, Understand, and Build. And it's it's really a culmination of just a lot of passions and a lot of experience that we've had. We've we've wanted and done this for such a long time. Uh, we've done a lot of local lectures and, and a lot in our endurance community and we wanted to share it in a more broader scale uh, and we started hub to share that with everybody and so you know with hub what would you like to share with hub so i think
1: hub's a fantastic combination of rob and my expertise in the sports medicine world and also our expertise in training and helping others to be their best selves in our goal motto here is to be your best you you decide where you want to be you decide how you want to get there and i think hub offers a great one umbrella that can uh, uh, that can allow you to look at training strength nutrition all the above to be the best you basically
0: yeah you know it's it's really factoring in everything and it's one of the things we'll talk about in a little bit when we get into our goal setting but the priorities and the things in life right we're, we're working athletes we do this stuff for fun um and if we can if we can help people you know the heel part understand and not just from injury we, we we help so many people with injuries but reality is like heals such a deeper word than that whether it's old habits or whether it's you know from changes in life and you know people go through a lot of significant things What do, how do you heal how do you move past that and then how do you understand? What you're trying to do you know how many times do we do a workout and we talk about what's your intention for the workout what's the purpose yeah what's the purpose just we know what the purpose is when we go do some hard yeah. but not enough people understand that there's purpose behind everything that you do you know some saying that we share all the time is everything you do matters right. not everything matters but everything that you do so know what you're doing understand that and then use those ingredients to build build towards the best version of yourself i mean when we first started hub you know, we, we noticed that the you is in the center of Hub, right? right. So it's, it's you're in the center of it, and so you revolve around it. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's so many cool things that you can, you can do, and, and so we wanted to share that, and we did it locally. Uh, and now to, to share that on a podcast and, and a website that's going to be growing to a lot more information and, and a lot of cool things. So I think there's a lot of cool things to come.
1: And I think one of the, one of the truly exciting things is now Hub has a physical space yeah, truly exciting to see the development of that. You want to tell them about that? Brian? Yeah,
0: I think you brought up a good point. Like, what do what do we intend to do? What are we What are we really trying to do for everybody? Um, and we want to share race and and training better, right? How do you How do you improve that? How do you become, as Moose said, you know, the best version of yourself? How do you become the best you? Um, how do you live a healthier life, right? We're all interested in that. You know, we we're training for the eighth decade and beyond. How How are you going to be when? You know, I don't care if you train the house down for two years. What, what's your quality of life going to look like? Right. It's what you do now that shows up later. I mean, there's no better example than old school football players, man. They can't, they can't walk because they prioritized in the moment performance over long term. And, and I think an endurance athlete, especially long course, I think a lot of times we lose perspective of, of our long term health. Um, do you have your priorities straight? We're going to get into that later in this podcast. And I think this is founded by you. I mean, it's your top three priorities that we'll get into change my life. Um, your decision tree. T- tell me, remind me again. Well, have to remind me, but let's tell everybody. Well, tell me your decision tree.
1: So anytime you come to a day or any, anytime you, you come to a decision, there's really, there's really three priorities in my mind. Number one, all, all, and all, it's always, in, always, in, always, in, always number one's family. Two is work and responsibilities and three is training yeah. and and it's training racing so anytime you get get to a decision it's always family first work responsibility second and family and and and, i mean i mean uh and um and triathlon or training third and that helps me to make a decision is do i swim or do i go home do i run do i run or do i do i play with my kids
0: yeah you know it's it's funny because it Right, it takes the energy out of making that decision, and and you'll make the right decision more than you'll make the wrong decision. Um, and it's you know we we've, we've talked about balance, and it's a give and take a little bit. Right. But when push comes to shove, where are your priorities? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know having learned that from you, it just made it so simple. It made my life that much easier, that much better. I do not think there's
1: a balance in life. Yeah, I do not think it's a balance in life. I I think for me there is a yin-yang picture that has family work work and training and it's never a balance yeah because one of those one of those inevitably, inevitably is going to be going to be out of balance yeah and if you're if you're training for iron man you're on the six month month, month build your family's got to give a little bit
0: yeah and what well, so you know it's funny you say that too and i don't know about you but i I have that conversation with Mary Beth. Mary Beth's my wife. And, and before going into that build, right, we're lucky. You and I are lucky. We we have families that support this crazy habit absolutely. because, um, because there is that give and take. But before we even know that, knowing that that balance doesn't exist, we also preemptively say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Are, are you in right? And our wives have been through it enough to know what that means. So they'll, they'll be honest and can say, Hey, not on this one, right? right? This one's a little bit of a challenge. And, and because family's first, and we have that conversation, well, I don't choose the race over her well-being, right? right? It, but going into it, knowing that there's no balance, is she in? Does she get it? Right. And, and more times than not, they see how happy it makes us. They see how it keeps us. <laughs> they are kind of like a golden retriever. If you don't exercise me, right. I'm not going to be that great at home. I'm so so there's some win for them. But, you know, even though there's no balance, there's still a hybrid of that balance. There's still perspective. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, I'm going to head into a world where it's not, but when push comes to shove, am I going to put the right priority in the right spot?
1: So what we're, well, I guess what we're trying to say is when you set your goals, bring your family and friends along. <laughs> yeah. And that and that success will be that much more great, Yeah. right? Because if you don't bring your family <laughs> along, you're going to learn what failure is.
0: Yeah, man. I mean... I, I reflect on it, and looking back, I mean, gosh, we've been racing for over two decades now, and, you know, I've been really, really fit for races and raced poorly, and then I've had other ones where I kind of thought maybe I could have done more, but I raced really well. You know what the difference was for me? My priorities, my, my, my life wasn't necessarily in, quote-unquote, balance, but it was in balance. My, my, my decision tree was in a good spot, right? My, my life holistically was in a healthy spot. Yeah, maybe maybe I could reflect on it, and maybe I missed a, a session or two because I had to get somewhere because I wanted to be present. I want to be present more. You know, maybe it was at a game, maybe whatever it was, or maybe I was just fatigued or I was getting grumpy and I thought I needed to force one more workout, and reality was, like, I'm not being the best version of myself, so maybe I cut that workout. I raced better every single time that I put that decision tree in line. I've been really fit for races So that race didn't go well, and honestly, when you get to that, you get to that 80 percent mark, when your effort levels, that invisible fatigue from not being in a, in a balanced place caught up with me, Um, and so, you know, gosh, you you might see that you, you, you went to number one and you skipped number three, and and you're like, man, but I'm not going to race as well as I could have, and then you'll find that you actually race better, because because you. You did the right thing. I, I would think of exactly. so. Reflecting on that was just, um, gosh, you put that in place, and I don't even have to think about it, right? Because there's so much pressure. I don't know about you, but when you have a, you have something in Training Peaks is on there. Mm-hmm. Got to do it, man. If I don't do it, yeah. I ain't doing the right thing. Right. And then you know, there's plenty of days where I've got to force that, but the ones where it came at a cost of things that are really important to me, it, it really never worked out in the it end. Out. And I think
1: I think I think that's one of the. Also, truly important things is, is how you speak to yourself or, or how you speak to your friends or how you, how you, how you speak, to, speak to your wife. When, when, you, when you look at your training peaks and you think, I have to run one hour, you should be thinking, I get to run one hour. <laughs> yeah. I am privileged to be able to run an hour. When you look at, I, ha- I have to go home because my kids have to go to soccer, you should think about, I, I, I get to go home and I get to, to take part in my kids' k- k- soccer. Yeah. It, it should never be have to. No. In training in triathlon, unless it's your job, there is no have to. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. It's a you get to. Yeah. You're privileged to. Yeah. There, there there is no have to. If you're if you're Sam Long, you have to. <laughs> if you're Rob Green and Moose Herring, you you're privileged. Yeah. It's a choice.
0: That's so you true. To. You 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 made a comment to uh, to one of my friends who came to race And he had mentioned something, something in the lines of like, ah, I can't today. I have to bring my son to baseball practice. And you looked at him and said, no, 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 no. You get to bring your son to practice. And he kind of perked up. It was a perspective that he never really thought about. That happened probably over 10 years ago. Um, And he still made comments to me of like, man, that that really sort of, that, that changed me. I mean, that one comment that you made, that one perspective, he was always looking at it as if it was a barrier to, you know, these big lofty goals that he put out there. And reality was he's like, man, I I, I get to take him to baseball practice. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to look back in life and go, you know, my kids have moved out of the house and the things that, you know, I took for granted are now gone. Right. Now I get to train anytime I want. If I look back and said, you know what, I, I put so much training you know, instead of being able to take him to basketball practice, take him right. here, or, or even just physically be present there, um, you know, then I'm going to look back probably with a lot of regret. But just that simple change in perspective changed his life. I mean, right. and you did it. You didn't talk to him much. Right. Um, so, man, that, that's a powerful thought.
1: Mm-hmm. I just think we have to look at it as you get to. I think that's super, yeah. uh, super important. And, you know, and, 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 and I'm at the point in my life where my kids are gone. Yeah. I mean – my wife and I have an empty, empty nest, and I and I can look back with very little regret that I was as as much as possible. I was around for every meet, every volleyball match, every mountain bike race. I, I and every yeah. cheerleading match, I was I was I was around. And my my and my kids know I made the effort to get there. Yeah. And as you guys have young kids, do not think I have to go to their soccer match. Therefore, I can't ride long. You should think I. I get to do that because that time is going away.
0: Yeah. You know, Moose's kids are about 10 years older than mine. My girls are 10 and 8, and and that was always an inspiration for me watching you do that. Um, And the one thing I will tell you, I mean, your kids were just there when we went to Conum, right? So both your girls were there. And the really neat thing isn't so much, you know, selfishly for us, we get to be there. And it's something that we're going to look at back on and just be grateful that we spent that time. But the thing that I see from my perspective to you is you led by example for those girls. Mm-hmm. So in doing things like that, in that perspective, that's their perspective in life because they learned that from you, right? And so you, they're in the real world now, and they have complicated things thrown, thrown at them. And they've made such great decisions, and they're forging ahead, and they're, they're thriving amidst chaos, yeah. Because of that mindset. So not only do you get the reward of physically being there and and feeling your soul being full, right? Right. Anybody who's not doing it and you think it's a bear, do it and watch what happens to the way you feel. And then the beautiful gift that you give your children of that resiliency, right? So that's something that like as a parent, I I want to do for them. So I mean, to see that timeline, I feel like I had a cheat code. (laughs) I feel like you gave me a cheat code in life because I can't tell you, I would have the intent of doing it right. I think we all have good intentions. Right. But then when the pressure comes because you think that you've got to do something, whether it's for work yeah. or whether it's for training or whether it's something else, and it ever sacrifices family right. beyond reasonable measures. Right. you know, If you do this crazy lifestyle, there's plenty of times where maybe we talk to our significant others, to our family, hey, I'm, I'm going to be here uh, on this day is 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 that okay? What do I right. need to do in preparation, right? right. What, what kind of things do I, can I do to make your life easier? Because I know I'm going to make your high, your life Hard. a little more challenging temporarily. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's not balance, but there is that give and take, and you keep that perspective. But but you've given your children that gift of resiliency and to watch them become the individuals that they are. Yep. Man, I, I hope my girls get half of that.
1: Because you and Mary Beth are all in, right? You're, you're, you're all At in. times, I
0: mean, there's times when we're not, but but that's, we're we're, we're communicate about that. I know we argue about yeah. this.
1: But that's why there's no balance. There's not. Yeah. There's no balance. Yeah. But if you if you go back to your decision tree of ninety eight percent family first, work responsibility second, and tra- training and triathlon third, you're gonna be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that. No balance. This is where I think we we. We're a good yin and yang for one another because I'm always striving for it. But I always think about it kind of like world peace, right? Maybe there's never world peace, but we can all do a little bit to head towards it, yeah, right? And exactly. so we can live in a more peaceful world mm-hmm. with a little bit of give and take. But um, um, so, yeah, there may not be balance, but we we can strive towards it. Um, and we can, we can do little things that maybe kind of add up to the big thing. So, um, no, but I, I think, man, if you're not doing it, and, and you want to keep it simple, right? Keep I love yeah. the KISS method. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Make a decision tree, right? And then, right, There's you're not going to nail it every single time. Right. Watch what happens when you put number two in front of number one. Watch what happens when you put number three in front of two. It's even worse. The further you get away, put number three in front of one. You know, that's a bigger problem. One's well, going to explode. Yeah. In the short term, you might think you made the right decision. Reflect on it, you know, five days later. Or a week later, um, and 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 be real with yourself, and, and man, keep it simple, right? And 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 know that decision, right? In that moment, there's plenty of times I've been driving, and I've I've I, it was either supposed to go one place, I was supposed to go to a train, I was going to go to this train thing, but then something came up at home, and they needed me home. Yeah. It was time to go home, yeah. right? It was time to go home. Now, eh. If my daughter forgot her water bottle on her way to school, well, one of the best ways to learn is to go a day without your water bottle. You probably won't forget the next day. So um, there's a little bit of a decision-making there. Um, But reality is putting that in place has been a game-changer. So work on your decision tree, man. Family, always first. Work comes second. Training comes third, right? Don't bend family around training. Bend training around family.
1: Right, and bring them along. Bring them along, man. Bring them along. Set your goals and bring them along. Yeah,
0: and if if they don't want to come along, you know you know a trick. Find some place they want to go. Right. <laughs> so there's the cool thing about racing is there's races all over.
1: There's triathlons. There's in triathlon cool places. Yeah,
0: dude. They even moved the World Championships from Hawaii to Nice. Right. There's a whole another debate that goes on with that, but like, it's not a hard sell to go to France or Hawaii. I mean, either way, you kind of. Figure out one that they want right. to go to. Right? Don't don't take them to the mountains when they want to go to the beach. Right. What we're actually doing at Hub, right? So, I mean, that's pretty cool. We are doing one-on-one coaching, um, whether we're doing that, you know, in person, but also, you know, through training Peaks and virtually. Um, we're doing metabolic efficiency testing. We're doing video game analysis. We're doing one-on-one strength training. We're doing small group and bigger group training, nutrition coaching um i mean so many different angles what else am i there's so much what else am i leaving out that's exactly right i mean
1: that, that that's covered it well that's, yeah that's, that's what we're for. i mean
0: tests don't guess it's right. one of one of our core principles right? right and so you know there's a huge amount of art to the science of what we're doing and and that is i mean that's where the experience i think really comes in but there's a huge amount of science we're seeing that i mean look at the Look at the Norwegians now, right? How much science they're bringing in right. to the art of training and, and how they're performing at a high level. So that's now offered to all of us, all right? Lactate LH testing programs, and right. VO2 testing, metabolic testing, and efficiency and fitting and and it, what are the dorky, geeky things that we love to do that we we read about? Right. Well, that's what we're trying to do.
1: We've tried those fads. Some work. We, some
0: don't. Some <laughs> do. Some don't. Uh, some the ones that stick usually work. Right. But they take uh, we're, right. We're 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 early adopters. Why not try it, right? If it first, it's got to, to me always pass the sniff test, yeah. right? We don't try something that doesn't make sense. But it's one thing to make sense, and and so what is the mechanism behind it? Why are we interested in doing it? And then what's the practical side? When you you, you read the literature on it, you read something about it, and it's got these you know these these big claims, and then you do it in real time, and then you see the advantages and you see the disadvantages in it and yeah, and it makes change, really makes a change so there's nothing concrete but um the more data the more experience and, and we can do that in in a, in a setting but there's the really cool thing nowadays too is that you know it's it's available to everybody i mean you can be you know, in europe and still experience that from from abroad so
1: and the physical structure of Hub allows us to get that science. Yeah, it allows us to get metabolic testing. It allows us to do a bike fit or, or a gait analysis. It's not. It's not just a guess. Yeah. Through our swimming people, we have great ability for them to look at your strokes and see if it's efficient. Yeah. So really fantastic, super exciting.
0: That's really cool. I mean, and, and nowadays with technology, I mean, we can do video gate. Um, you know, you send in videos and we can do that abroad. The, the hard part is like teaching with boots on the ground and getting the drills in place. There's nothing like being there, but there's there's some really cool things that you can do to to still see performance gains and improvements. So, um, yeah, lots of cool stuff. And, and it's neat to see all. one of the things we preach in coaching is every athlete's different. And then on top of that, every athlete is different at different times. So there's not one step approach. There's not a cookie cutter approach. There's there's. You know, reading the metrics, understanding what the athlete's going through, listening to the feedback, right? Understanding what's what's working for somebody, listening to that athlete and saying, hey, what's working for you? What do you think your limitations are? Mm-hmm. Hearing them first before then telling them, well, here's the limitations I see, right? And it's interesting. You know, there can be a disconnect sometimes there. Um, and then other times there can be, you know, improvements as a coach to, to see what you can do to provide your growth for them. So, it's just it's a lot of fun. So to, to have that hub facility is just a, is just a luxury. Um, our athletes are really lucky to have it. And um, so we get to extend a lot of that knowledge that we get by testing individuals with, with you as we see all kinds of different walks.
1: I think you said exactly right. We are able to offer a scientific approach that used to be only available to Olympic or pro-level athletes the everyday age group athletes like ourselves.
0: Yeah. You know, I I did some training in the um, Olympic Training Center and I early in my career, kind of at the end of, of, of college and um, chiropractic college and, and it was interesting because it was like getting behind the veil of this super secret ability to get faster. It wasn't this give or take. It was about training. I hate the term training smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. It's not train smarter, not harder. It's train smart so you know how to train hard. So you adopt sort of this hybrid approach and then you know you got some athletes that are diesel engines, you got others that are you know more of a fine-tuned sort of sports car that need a little bit more refined handling but but using that science and being able to treat the individual but understanding that like most age group athletes are going too hard right They're going too hard on their easy days and when they think they go hard they're not able to reach their maximum. And you can't get them to disconnect and to train like an Olympian is not to train super hard. It's the discipline to have the intention behind your workout, as you would say, what's your purpose. And if your purpose is to go out and ride steady and low wattage and you ride mod hard because it felt better and you thought you were going to get faster, but it actually did a disservice to the bigger plan. So, you know, and, and. Knowing the metrics of truly what that is, not your perceived exertion of what that is, but but true data points truly where you are, yeah so it's it's like a cheat code, right it really is a cheat I mean you got to do all the hard work, but having that cheat code, and then a metric is nothing more than one data point, but getting those over a trending amount of time, and are you seeing improvement, have you plateaued? are you seeing diminishing returns and and what does an athlete do if they're working hard and they're seeing diminishing returns? what would you do
1: sorry. I'd go back and look at what i had been doing and what I needed to change.
0: Well, it's because you're smart, right? Most people.
1: That I'm getting older, and sometimes that that can make things plateau a little bit.
0: That's what we're going to shift because that's doing it wrong enough times. Right. Most athletes, when they can't, when they get a decoupling like that, and they're putting in an effort, and they're not getting out. It's just going to work harder, right? right? right. They're going to dig themselves deeper. So, so that wise choice that you made now is something we've developed yeah. probably over um, several years of, of doing it different ways. It's taken me a long time to, to understand
1: what. Easy and steady meant. And now I've gone to really basing that on heart rate, because mm. if I base it on any other thing besides an easy heart rate for me is 125, a steady heart rate for me is 130, 37. If I'm above that, doesn't matter what it, what my perceived effort of easy is, I'm not, I'm not running easy or riding easy.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's amazing, and, and we'll have a lot more topics on that. But you know, here's an interesting part: How does that heart rate? What happens when you're in heat? And yeah, so those metrics to be are full about, yeah, about 18. I've, I've, you know, that's, 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 that's <laughs> I can't say I'm that far off of that, but the metrics are really, they're checks and balances. So when you've coupled and decoupled and understanding what that is, and so we'll share a lot more with that, but, but to, to Moose's point, test don't guess. He knows what that number is, right? right? That number is off. Are you fatigued? Are you tired? Are you going to be sick in a couple of days? Did you get a crappy night's sleep? Were you on call? I mean, right. Moose, Moose is probably one of the most impressive human beings that I know for the fact that what he's able to accomplish between work and life and night's call and surgery and cases and, and emergencies. And, you know, I, I have a self-pity party every once in a while. I'm like, man, I just ran out of time. I'm stressed out. Moose, how are you doing? Moose is like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? And then he lists off list all the stuff you're doing. I'm like, well. Jeez. Just
1: grateful every day. Yeah,
0: suck it up, buttercup. I,
1: I, gotta, I gotta get
0: my act together.
1: Get up every day and say, I am I am grateful for XYZ, not so bad. You
0: know, you Moose, I'll share this too. This is great. Moose is known for saying, I get to do something. So if you accidentally say something to the fact of like, man, I I gotta go and do this, he's like, No, no, no. You get to go do something, and and that's a that's a powerful change of perspective. Yeah. So yeah, that's who we are. We're excited to share it with you. We've got a lot of cool things, and um, I mean, I think the information is just endless. And you know, we're always evolving. So I hope you find that this is going to be helpful for you and in your quest and in your journey. Um, it, I hope you feel it, it's we're all in this together. So that's how we're going to uh, continue to do this, and then um, we're really excited to share that with you. One of our first uh, main topics that we're going to go through today is we're going to get into goal setting um that's our our main theme for today we've got some different angles that we'll take you into it um so for goal setting moose what um where do you want to start on that
1: so i think in the northern hemisphere we all well that's not true most of us try to set goals in the winter time yeah we're looking at our season what went well last year what did not go well last year um we're making goals for the year yeah i, mean, I think well, whether that's whether that's family goals, whether that's athletic goals, whether that's professional goals, we we all try to make, try to make goals, and and I'm struggling with that a little bit th- this year because I'm not sure what my goals are going to be. I'm not know if I'm going to race long or short. I just don't know yet. But I think so. so for me, when, when I try to set a goal, there's there's a couple of very important points. Number one is to know exactly where I am now, realistically, yeah. not where I think I am when I stand in the mirror and flex, <laughs> but it's exactly where I am now, and that could be fitness level, that could be weight, that could be happiness, knowing exactly where I am now.
0: And how, it's, it's, how many times do people go back to where they were when they, right, so you said wintertime, you come out of wintertime, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe maybe like me, maybe you take a little bit too much time off, you're like, okay, now I'm going to get into goal setting, and, and to your point, if you go back to where you were, I reflect on where I was. When I was kind of coming out of the season, as opposed to where I am right now, and, and having that, that honest, yeah. that honest assessment.
1: So I don't have the FTP, I don't have the, the threshold race pace I did in October. Yeah, I don't. But if I understand where I am right now, and I'm and I'm, I'm realistic about that, that's half the battle. Yeah, that's step number one. And step number two is, what's that big scary goal that I'm going to set out there that's going to get me out of bed every morning to do my daily training Yeah. So, where I am now and where I want
0: to go. Right. Yeah. And and find something I mean th- not what you think you're supposed to do, but maybe even have a couple of days and and find that like what what do you really want to do? Like don't just put a scary goal out there because you think you got to do it, but challenge yourself. It's got to be fun. It's got to be That's it's the key. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Like it's fun, scary, but, but fun. Like I, I gotta have a want to. So if you make that scary goal and you don't have the want to, uh, maybe and think of another scary goal.
1: Think about that scary goal. It should make it, it should make you tingle a little bit. Yeah. It should be like, Oh man. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. Then once you know where you are now and once you know where you want to be, then you got to figure out how to get there. Yeah. Right. This is not just setting up ways and following the map. Right. What are your short-term goals to give you your long-term goals? Yeah.
0: You know, I, I, I love the saying of how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. So you make that big goal, you just made the elephant. Mm-hmm. And then you want to head towards that elephant and you start to maybe throw way too much down your throat because you're trying to get there. And then you sort of bail out from it. Or, or maybe you don't even start because it was a big scary goal, but you don't know how to link it and you forgot to chunk it up. Mm-hmm bite by bite. So I think, I think that part is really important that you bring up that step of like, well, how do you, how do you chunk it up into something over a period of time that you can actually accomplish? That way you don't end up injured, right? We're trying to work ourselves out of a job. You don't end up burned out and you don't end up on the shoreline too scared to take your boat out right. into the storm. Right. And,
1: I, and I think that's another the key is if you look at it, not as a long-term goal trying to eat the entire elephant. If you, if you're looking at as a, as a short-term goal, then that will encourage you to be consistent every day, not to perform heroics in one day, and be so sore or so hurt you can't train for five days. Yeah. So consistency day to day to reach the short-term goal, you reach that short-term goal, and then and then you can look, look, look at your long-term goal only through consistency. Yeah, Because what we see as sports medicine docs is usually folks who aren't consistent, and they do too much or too intense training without that foundation. Yeah, Consistency is key. No heroics every day. Yeah, And it's taken me a long time to learn that if you're racing well now in training, you are not going to be racing well in June or July. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a thought you have to have yourself. Do you, want, do, you want to be a, do you want to be the best trainer out there? Are you trying to win the training? Are you trying to perform at a race well?
1: Well, there there's some days when Hub meets, <laughs> damn
0: set on winning a train. <laughs> That's when I know my day got a little bit harder. Actually, that day got that day got a little. Hey, hey, Moose, are you in a bad mood? Are you? Oh man, it's gonna be a painful day. Yeah, uh, you know something that, and I'll bring this part up. This is part of it as well. is, is let's discuss failure. Right, let's that F word, yeah. right? And that F word, that that fear of failure that sometimes we have that keeps us unsure, and we don't we don't try to head towards that goal, or or it's a house of cards, and and you know we've got it, everything's clicking along, and then maybe there's a misstep. Guess what? That's that's gonna happen. Right. And I, it might be a little cliche, but there's sort of no such thing as failure. It's learning. Right. I mean, if you're, we would say that too. If you're gonna set up a goal and you're achieving it every single time, and you're never failing, I would tell you that you're not stretching yourself, right? You're, you're living in a safe zone, and you're playing it safe, and you're not truly becoming the best you. I mean, part of why we love long course and, and doing all this stuff is, is really challenging and finding out who you are, right? And where do you find out? You find out in, in some of the most challenging moments. Right. And if you don't talk about that or you don't, you don't embrace the fact that, like, whether it was a training session or whether it was a race that you trained for and you fell short of, that that's a that's a learning moment. I mean, in the intro, we'll talk about we've made enough mistakes how to learn how to do it right. That's because we're chasing boundaries. So when you make that goal, talk about failure, understand what failure is, and and, and understand that that's an opportunity to to learn, and it's proof that you're really challenging yourself.
1: Yeah, and 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 if you don't reach that long long term goal, that that, that that key race that you that that you didn't get there, you can also go back and look at why. And as Rob said, it, it's a true learning experience. Why you didn't get there, and it may just be you weren't able to on that day—the heat, the wind, the dog ate your homework—but figure out why. Yeah, and if it's important enough to hit that goal and set that goal again and change what you did and try to try to do it again. So I think failure can be one of the greatest motivators, but also can be one of the greatest teachers.
0: Yeah. We've raced a ton, you know, think back to the races that went really well and the races that were really quite the challenging. I I don't know about you, but I look more fondly on the ones that I, I really were, was challenged in and, and it didn't go that great because I was, I was, I was introduced to failure Right. And what do you do in that moment? Right. Do you, do you bail or do you just find a way? And, and I'm more proud of the ones and think about the races that you've raced. Right. Have you, you look back at the ones that, yeah, they, they, they were, I've heard it referred to as like, when you race really well, it's great for like two weeks. feels awesome. And then the ones that went poorly feel horrible for like a week or two weeks, but they last a lifetime of feeling great with. So those are
1: the race numbers you put on your wall in your pain cave.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, you know, I look at him go, hell yeah, right? It's easy to race when things are all going perfectly. All right, so just recently, um, if you haven't heard, and, and most of us have heard, um, but if you haven't heard, go to How They Train podcast, Jack Kelly. Um, he recently did an interview with Andrew Messick, um, CEO of Ironman. And, you know, I got so many different Thoughts a little conflicting here and there, but one sort of, you know, main thought um, that goes over it. So, Moose, you listen to that podcast, right? Yes. You listen to it. So, uh, you know, I'll first say, I, I don't know about you, I think we we are probably together in this. I love Ironman. We raced Ironman for two decades now. Mm-hmm. Um You know, there's some different topics that we can say good and bad about everything in life, but but we're not Iron Man haters, right? So I'm not coming to this as Iron Man hater. I think I I think we've got pretty good perspective, but again, it's it's our opinion. Mm -hmm. But what'd you think of that interview, man?
1: Um, I we've talked a lot about it, but I agree with your perspective. I think both the interviewer and the interviewee represented themselves poorly. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Andrew Messick came off. as a CEO of a multi-multi-million-dollar million dollar company that supports age groupers and pros, mm-hmm. I'm not sure Jack Jack Kelly came off as a as an as an unbiased interview trying to learn about to learn about Iron Man. Um, I was disappointed in the way a- 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 Andrew Messick <laughs> handled himself. Um, a Dressing money for pros, addressing yeah. uh, the move to Kona, I just did not think he did a very good job.
0: Yeah, man, it, it was tough. I my takeaway to your point is like, there's no winner, right? There's no, there's no winner. Um, you know, I think Jack did a good job of asking tough questions that need to be asked. Yeah. I think Andrew had a miss on how he handled it. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of behind the scenes coaching and some analysis of, of a leader of a big corporation. How you need to handle tough questions better, um, but it also showed, right? I think you get defensive, and I think you get painted into a corner when you are in a tough spot. You see, you see, you know, your numbers grow, profit go grow, and there's been no incremental growth in the professionals. And then your perspective is that well, you made the professionals. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but like, right? A rising tide rises all boats, right? right? And so it's been an amazing brand, and and I love it, and I think they live up to, you know, it might be more, but they also they don't cut corners on anything. No. I'm, I'm consistent with it when I go there as a race, so you know, it's, there's just no winner. And then and then Jack really he asked questions that I think need to be asked, but when then push comes to shove, and and maybe that's sort of our job too is, is is the one who's interviewing to push a little bit, but I feel like he had a little bit more of a sharper agenda um, and sort of lost the value in, in in staying on topic with those hard questions. Right. Um,
1: and I think one, one of the differences you and I have for, for, versus Jack is we've both been to Kona three times.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. So we have a perspective of, of Kona the way it was with a single mass start, yeah, we we have a perspective of, of kind of the way it was, age group start, and we, we both had the benefit of it to go, so we understand what Kona means. Yeah, we both we've been lucky enough because it takes luck, yeah. lucky enough to qualify for three times and being able to go. So the v- value of, go, of going to Kona is fantastic. Yeah, and to take take that away every other year to males or females, I think is a big deal, but. Ironman's a big part of our life, yeah. and as we set goals and as, as Hub has athletes that set goals, Ironman is usually a large part of that, and the reason for that is it's a predictable product. Yeah. You know if you sign up for an Ironman race and you put your, your, your credit card down, you know what you're going to get. The, 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 the check-in's going to be good. The swim is going to be relatively safe. The bike's going to be well marked, in, in and 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 for the most part, the A stations are, are are going to be going to be very very good. So Iron Man's a predictable, great product. It's been been developed. Can it be better? Yes, but we all we all like that the predictable nature of Iron Man.
0: Yeah, you know, I did an interview with I Am Talk, John and Bevan. I mean, those guys are great. Uh, if you're not listening to podcasts, start, but you should be. Um, but he had interviewed. And one of the questions they asked is, we had been, like I said, th- those multiple different times. We experienced it in three different ways. We did the mass group, we did the the age group waves, um, and then we did the two day. And they asked me a question of, you know, what do we think? What I think of the two day? And I'm on record saying that, man, I hope they don't do it again. Um, and, and the biggest part uh, was the local community, right? I heard a lot of sort of like short term banter of. It was. It was the community doesn't mind it, and it was like well, I think you're you're I think you're missing the mark on that one. Um, you know, maybe you were in that bubble of the little bit of village that we were in, and the ones that were there wanted to be there. But if you really got the vibe of it around, it was disruptive, right? The Thursday was just disruptive to their economic day, right? To clean to close down the Queen K is just not reasonable on a Thursday. So I was on record of saying, man, I hope they don't go to a two day. I mean, it was. I love the women racing on their own day. I think that was powerful. Um, if they need to do it on a Saturday, Sunday would be amazing. But, um, um, and then the thing in the podcast that I, I couldn't really kind of get um, with how they train was, right? I get it where they said um, go back to the one day and they were trying to complicate it. Well, there's a track record of doing a one day and doing it well. Right. Yeah, it takes down the slot numbers a little bit. I don't think they should cut the sixty and over. I don't think you need to take the timeline down. I don't know why you need to reinvent what a one day looks like. The one day has already been done. It's been done for over 40 years. Do it that way. Right. And then maybe you consolidate the the age group slots to less races because there's more races now. There's different ways around there, but it's it's not complicated to go back to a one day. But then this is where Ironman gets a little tricky because now, well, I don't want a one-day. I just doubled our revenue. Right. Why would I go down a one-way? Well, right. you kind of got to pick one avenue. You either got to pick a two-day somewhere else right. or you got to pick a one-day at Kona, and that's kind of the simple decision. Right. It's not to – like one of their solutions were to cut down the numbers and so the because the drafting. And we are like, well, they already solved that problem, even though there was a little bit of a pushback initially with age group waves. Once they did it, they saw the value in it. Right. I don't know about you, but in 2014, when we went, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get the drafting part, man. You were, you were, we're right. You're in a, yeah, you're in, it's because you got so many like athletes. Once they did the wave group, you could ride respectfully, right? You could, you could do it, right? Was there a lot of athletes and was there, you know, a baseline of of legal distance there was, but, but that problem was solved. So you don't have to go back to the drawing table and redevelop how to do it. Keep your same slots, keep your same age groups. I think, dude, if you're 70 and you get through going in less than 17 hours. Yeah. I'm more impressed with that than the uh, sub three hour marathon. Right. Right. So, so to take away from them, I think is, is silly. Um, So like, I just didn't. I just didn't see. There's there was good points by both, but it was muddied by both their behavior.
1: But, but I, I think you have to agree that the the, the, the the two day format changed the race format too because they moved the aid stations on the run yeah. to every two miles. They ran out of water for the females' bike proportion. For those of us that were in the in, in the in the energy lab in the pitch black <laughs> and dark, they ran out of ice. And if you're looking for an aid station every mile and, and you're you're moving as slow as I was and through, the, through the energy lab, it's a long time to to, to yeah. see that aid station every 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 two miles. So I don't think that they, they, they did the race logistics very well because they didn't have enough volunteers. Yeah. And yeah. you're not gonna have enough enough volunteers because the guys aren't gonna volunteer. Most of the guys aren't going to volunteer on Thursday and stand out on the Queen K and hand out. we just not.
0: Right? I mean, it'll disrupt your rate. I mean, not because we don't want to. Right. And the same thing with females when they switch, switch it. If if the females were out volunteering that day, I'd be like, go go sit down, get out of the heat, right? <laughs> so I wouldn't even want them to. But but for a world championship, yeah, that that was man, that was bad. And but it's hard. I mean, think about it. You, as a volunteer, which is just man, they were exceptional. They were right. the volunteers out there were exceptional. They, they were understaffed. Are. They yeah. always. I mean. Dude, they're doing that. They're—I mean—the race is hard enough. Right. But we, we train can't, for this.
1: But, 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 but the, the, the island can't handle five thousand racers no. and all the people that go along with it. If you went to the grocery stores on Wednesdays, there was no chicken.
0: Yeah, there
1: was no—I mean—all that stuff that that all that, that all of us are bizarre and eat all the time was gone. Yeah. So the island, the island cannot do a two-day five five thousand um per person permit. You, just can't, you, just, you yeah. just can't can't do it.
0: What would you do? What would your solution be?
1: I would love to see you one day in Kona. Yeah. Um, I think you go back to two thousand qualifiers or twenty two thousand because because that's a that's a legendary event. Yeah. But 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 if, if Ironman chooses to have a two day format and chooses to have two thousand men, two thousand women, you either have to have to split it like they've done now or go somewhere else. Yeah. That's that's the way it is.
0: Man, I totally agree, and I think I mean my, my, my thing that I would like to see them do is just go back to the way it was. Just go back to the one day, um, and, and have less qualifiers, right? Well, not. Well, it's funny you say less. They've only had one year where they double, so I would say less in the way of like the way it was before, right? There were five thousand this year. There was five thousand, but for one year. <laughs> right. So to say to say less is almost. To say that, like now we're cutting, what the norm was. Mm -hmm. You had the luxury of having five thousand for a year. So now, now to say if I say yes to less, that means the message is like, well, we're gonna we're gonna cut. Be like, no, we're not gonna cut. We tried something for one year, didn't work all that great. Let's just go back to the way it was. We tried. We wanted we wanted more slots. The peers got a capacity. It's twenty five hundred. The pier's got a capacity. Well, could we double that capacity by doing two days? Tried it one time. The locals, number one, it took away from the brand because they couldn't they couldn't keep up with the 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 aid stations. Right. They ran out of stuff. It's a hot race. I mean, for safety measure wise, I mean, it's too vulnerable out there. But the locals didn't want it, and and the island, right? The Aloha message. Is so inviting, yeah. and they invite us to that island, as, as Messick said, and I agree with that part of it. And, and it's disrespectful if we force that today; it's disrespectful to them. So just going back to the way it was, which to me isn't less; it was it's equal, equal well, it's, to what we used to do. Well, it's not.
1: That's because of COVID. We had qualifiers for yeah. two or three years, but now what Iron Man has done, they, they've jacked up their races. Where I think Texas year has hundred and twenty slots.
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah, and, you know, to Jack's point, it's, it's nice to have more slots. We want to get there. Man, it's hard, <clears throat> and, and part of the lure of it all, and I know more people that, that haven't made it um, that are are better for chasing it. Like, it's to it make it easier. It's not, I don't want it to be exclusive. In fact, I thought I would never make it, going honestly, but I was intrigued to want to try to get there. And not getting there, I'd have been okay with it. I love the legacy. I think the legacy, I think if you do Ironman 12 times, that's arguably harder than doing one race really well, right? right? So right. so there's an avenue to get there for those that want to, you know, get through the grind a different way. And to have 100 legacy athletes, to have your, like, 50 slots at a local race, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe 75 at a, at a regional championship. So, like, you have the Asia championship or you have the North America championship, mm-hmm. So there's a way to get the more slots if you want to be there but as we know, man that's competitive that's almost harder. why because because we because you want to get there everybody shows up yeah and then you know I wish they could even do their old lottery. I mean that's that's back in the day and remember that when they used mm-hmm. to just have a lottery the legacy. Took over for that, so that way people can get there. I think, man, in a perfect world, everybody should experience coming one time. Absolutely, right. I mean, that's a. It's our Super Bowl. It's a magic. The first time and we one, went, and, and
1: one time's enough. One time's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one
0: time, man. We should maybe I should stop in one, um, because to go there. I mean, we went there our first time, in twenty fourteen, yeah, yeah. and it's the one thing in life where uh, you, you go in with high expectations, right? You want to get there so bad, and you work hard to get there, and you're like, man, I don't. Is it really going to live up to what I thought it was going to live up to? Right. And then you get there and you're like, man, it even exceeded it. I mean, right. the whole experience between the underpants run and you know, we did the wetsuit challenge with John and Bevan yeah. and and then the race and then the Javi and turnaround, the energy lab. Yeah. It was just the pros are just walking around. Yeah. This is exceptional. I mean, everybody should experience, everybody should have the opportunity, whether that's through qualification at a slot allocation or whether it's for doing 12 of them. Right. There's a way to get there, mm-hmm. but unfortunately I don't think the way should get to get there should be to make it this all-encompassing 150 slot, Yeah, double the event of it, consolidate it down, make it this magical place that it is. Right. It's not a place of exclusivity. It's a place of, I mean, yeah, you're privileged to be there. I mean, yeah. I'm grateful to be there. Um, so... You know, but unfortunately, it does feel like Iron Man's got this vibe of or we can. You know, Kona is limiting our production of money, right. right? So it does have that vibe. I think that's why Messi got so pissed off, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think he got kind of backed into it. He's probably tired of hearing that, and what's probably the most painful thing to hear is truth, right? right? If it wasn't truthful, it'd be an easy argument, right? And good on Jack for bringing up those questions, right. but then when he started to get a little bit of pushy, you're almost losing. You're losing – it started to become like they want to get each other mad. Right. And and it happened. It happened, yeah. And it's 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 a black eye to the sport, man. I mean, the sport's – it's not in trouble, but it's not in the best place it's been.
1: Well, well Ironman may, be may, may be in trouble, but yeah. you, like we were talking about, if you look at the starting list for, for challenge, challenge Road this year, it's going to be a world championship-type field. Yeah. And it's a the, cool course, that man. That race is unbelievable. Yeah. The crowd support, the hot air balloons on the swim, yeah. whatever that hill is called. Yeah,
0: we climb up. It's like the Tour de France style. My God. So we did Tour de, we did um, we did Roth Ro- or Roth. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to say it. In what it was probably 2016, maybe 2015, 2016, and that was magical. If I was in the boardroom of PTO or with Roth and everything, Iron Man's vulnerable for the first time. They've not been vulnerable the whole time we've. But but for what's happening right now, they need to make an educated decision of, like, if you're going to leave Kona, and this is coming from two lifers. A, I'm a guy who doesn't hate Ironman. Right. I'm going to be intrigued by somebody else. I'm going to race. I'm going to challenge myself, and I'm going to do multi-sport, and I'm going to stick with Ironman, you know, with a brand that I've, I've been with. But now that things change and they're going to pull out what that is, uh, maybe I'm going to go somewhere else, There's- man. I'll go to out there. If it's between World Championships in Nice or a championship in Roth, I'm going to Roth. Mm-hmm. Roth's a cool course, man. Yeah. The one that could really rival a Kona course to me mm-hmm. is that German atmosphere and yeah. that course. Yeah. Man, that was cool.
1: Fantastic. The run through the, the small areas and, and people out there <laughs> is drinking beers and smoking cigarettes and yelling at you. Marion, those are not walking shoes. Those are running shoes. I have that's burned in my brain. That's gonna I'm ask. I'm like, me. I am on a run-walk <laughs> sequence. But I, that was through a megaphone. That's fantastic.
0: I was gonna ask you about that. That was probably one of the best lines of a race I remember yeah. when you came The race we were all exhausted. And, and you didn't even look at it probably. I don't think you thought it was that funny when we first talked about it. You're like, you're gonna believe what this guy. Told me those are not walking shoes; those are running shoes. Yeah. Like I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm run walking. Yeah. So, man, that was um, that was pretty cool. So, so no, I, I think listen to the podcast, make your own thoughts. I think I think that there were some good things. Obviously, brought up. I think um, they needed to be brought up, and so that part was great. I think the way they interacted with one another, um, I think need to be improved. In this day and age, where so many people. Are not finding common ground. Maybe you know what? Now as I think out loud, I think that's a thing that I lost on there. I wanted them to find common ground. Yeah. I wanted them to see each other's perspective, yeah. and grow forward. Yeah. Right? And whether that meant you know changing locations, changing whatever, you know, Jack it, did a nice job of bringing in what we feel as racers, mm-hmm. and and. And Messick didn't really respond to that well. well. And they didn't find common ground at the end of it. And and I wanted to find common ground because I love the sport and I love right. Ironman. And I, and I want to want that to continue. I mean, it's been 40 years, man. But I'll tell you what, it may not be 10 more. Right. So I, it's the first time angry, I've ever thought that.
1: A lot of angry people out there. Yeah.
0: It was the first time with Ironman I thought that that was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big ball was dropped. Some other things are opening. And... And we'll see, man.
1: I, th- I think that also goes back to look around your community. We, Rob and I, are, are guilty about we could go to these fantastic places and we don't always race local. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a lot of good, good, good energy. We're lucky in Virginia. Yeah. There's a lot of good energy and effort through Cadet Multisport, through the, you know, the Richmond Roadrunners. There's a lot of fantastic you know, local yeah. events that you can do. Yeah, so you can you can set your goals, and those goals don't have to be Kona or Nice. Those goals can be your, your local races. Yeah. So support local. I think I think that's that's key.
0: Even more now than ever. I yeah. mean, if you I don't know, if you look around, as much as we still have a lot of great places to race, we lost. We lost a lot, man. Right. Um, and they need us. And and man, that was fun. You wake up. You get in the car you drive not that far away you Staying race and then you're back to number one right yeah. what's number one priority you back with family family yeah so like ironman's event you're going 2 3 days family might come with you but it's not it's not their passion they love you enough for you to chase your passion local racing is in alignment with our top priority yeah. which is family man
1: right. <laughs> another thing i think you'll see as you get out there you you race in olympic that hurt. <laughs> that, that, that leaves a dent. You're gonna be if, if, you, if you if you if you race a little uh, Olympic correctly, you should do what I do: crawl over in a hole and just, just lay there for a little while yeah. and stay
0: there for a couple of minutes. Yeah, the the fetal position is the position of recovery, correct? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's 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 what we thought from it. Um, you know, love to hear your thoughts. I mean, maybe we'll post that up this week. We'll post up on this week. What were your thoughts from? Uh, that podcast we'd love to hear different perspectives and honestly what we'd love to see is some way can can we find common ground how do we find common ground now for hub happenings we had uh mo tamami stein camp run a marathon today um you know interesting thing about that she was supposed to run tokyo marathon um and her work travel got postponed or altered So luckily enough, just maybe two hours down the road, she had uh, one city marathon she ran today. uh, And for a uh, training race, she did awesome, man. She ran pretty close to her PR. So way to go, Mo.
1: Great things coming for her. Yeah. So consistent.
0: Man, and I'll tell you what, Mo to Mommy Steinkamp, Instagram, all that. Her her account is just inspiring every day. Like if you want to get out of bed and you want to have something to inspire you, follow her. Um, that is just, it's it's great. Every time I see it, I'm like, I want to do something good.
1: She makes up proud. She's so passionate and has so much fun.
0: She does, and she inspires others. And Absolutely. she's the first to share other people's stuff. So um, way to go, Mo. Uh, we've got Shamrock <clears throat> Marathon, Half Marathon coming up. That's that's always, that to me is like the unofficial starting of spring. So that's a fun race. we got several athletes um, headed down there to race in Virginia Beach. They put on a great, that's uh, flat, fast, except for except for a couple of times the wind's been like what Stormy. fifty to fifty miles an hour. It seems like we've got athletes training for Ironman. We got Ironman in Texas coming up, not too far away. Other Iron Ironmans popping up. We've got kinetic multisports. I mean, that's local racing for us, the state of Virginia and what Delaware, Maryland. Um, they just put on amazing races. So you know, depending on where you are, search for local racing. Uh, But if you're around this region, man, you you just have – it's almost like an Ironman uh, smooth race. That's how great of a job they do. Um, The rest of the season is kicking off. I think everybody's starting to – you know I think about like a a snake shedding their winter skin, right? Time's going to change next weekend. You're going to get more daylight. The weather's nicer. Let's get off our trainers. We're going to get off onto the road. Keep Um, your head up. Yeah. Sometimes you forget the riding – Outdoors is a skill, right? Nowadays, smart trainers are so good that you get out on the road and you're like, whoo, right? You forget to look up because usually you're just kind of looking down at the screen and there's other riders around. So
1: be careful uh, if you're riding in the morning, be lit up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Nowadays, it's scary, isn't it? Super scary. Man, we've, we've, we've got some places that we like to go where we feel like we're away from traffic a little bit. Try to find that. Try to be around other riders. Just be smart. Stay to the right of the road. I don't know, man. It's it's scary these days. So just, just be smart. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much everything that's going on with Hub. Um, anything on your end? Nope. Season's kicking off. It is. Excited about
1: more daylight, maybe a little more warmth, but excited about the year to come with no idea where the goals are going to be.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. But we'll be sharing them with you. So on behalf of Hub, I'm Dr. Rob Green, Dr. Marion Herring, as, as Moose would say. When you come to a fort,
1: go uphill.